0: All right, all right, all right, all right. What's up, YouTube? Today is Sunday, August the 5th, 9 p.m., getting started. Had kind of a wild weekend, went hiking in Cookville, Tennessee, at Cummins Falls State Park made it all the way to the waterfall man it was a doozy carrying two kids but i'm back glad to be back hope y'all are glad to be back had a hot sauce fun week last week with old john perry tuning in if you didn't get a chance to watch i recommend you go back check out last week's live stream uh jp was laying it down about everything that's happening with green county And what's happening with Carbon Earth, what's happening with Carbon X, what's happening with 1801 Green Punch. He really laid it all out there. So if you did not, check out last week's video. It was good stuff. Start off the show, take a quick minute to say, please check out the new project, carbon Sign up for the newsletter. See what's going on over there. Y'all know what time it is, bro. Let's see what's going on in the chat. I was chatting with some people in there earlier. Looks like we're getting a man. Kyle, Kyle, Ben, y'all. Kyle, Kyle, Ben, y'all. What's up, homie? Paul's prime cut. PPC in the house. That's not pay-per-click. That is Paul Outlaw. AV guy, how are you good, sir? Connor Ward is here. John Pinkerton of... It's not. That one cupcake place. That one cupcake place. I was drawn. I almost said it's not just cupcakes, but it's that one cupcake place up in Iowa, up there near the Canadian border. He's a northerner, but we love him anyway. Lambert, 1702. How are you good, sir? Alan Smith. Glad you're here. Johan, 78. It's a good year. It was the year my brother was born. One of my Close friends, Mr. Lankford, tough David Watkins. What's up, my man? How are you? Good, sir. Good to see you're here. Oh, let me start flying through this here. Michael Clark. What's going on? RVA Lawn Love. What's up, man? T-Dot. You got it in the chat, buddy. You already know it's here. Thomas Jondon. How are you? Good, sir. Catbird feeder. The good lady down in Mississippi, how are you, ma'am? Brunei, how are you, sir? Kosetsky, I got it right this time. What's up, dude? Chris Boyd's, Chris Boah. Matt, did you watch the WWF as a kid? Yes, sir, I did, Connor Ward. Man, I loved me some Shawn Michaels. That was, when I was a kid, that was it. That was what I needed in my life. Love Shawn Michaels. And then when they went off, they did DX, and that was such a fun thing to watch. Kevin LCM from South Knoxville. Glad you're home from work, buddy. Thank you for tuning in. Baby Rain, how are you? Fabian, what's up, dude? John Teague, the man with the plan right down the road. Yards done right. Jim Beverage, a 36-24, with one Yes, it would. Yes, it would, Jim. I don't know if I if I have that level of ability. That's a lot of science in a single prill. I think they call that a shape. Today's your birthday. Man, happy birthday, Kyle. How old are you? 24? I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're 24. Carlsberg, Carl, how are you? Good to see you, sir. Telly Coleman, chopper pilot in the house. Don Weitzel, hey man, I appreciate you tuning in. The Lord Stripes. What's up, dude? Michael Wayne, mom. My mom is here. What's up, Ma Jim Keene? How are you, sir? Michael Clark, Jeremy W. Ray, the green dog is here. Crimson Glory. Man, Caesar, what is going on? John Pinkerton, I'm not Jelly of your fescue. It's Kentucky Bluegrass. That's why I'm jelly. Colonel Core, what's up, dude? Larry H, Toby Howard, down to Tulsa, all the way over there. Michael Wassenaar, did I say that right? Wassenaar, Wassenaar. Phil Cagle, what's up, dude? Steve, man, look at all these people. Man, I I recognize almost everybody here. Junkyard Dog, sweet chin music, that's right, that's right. Well, since we're, everybody seems to be piling in here, America Troy, good to see you. John Kane, Matt Fouché, what's up, Matt? Out there in Louisville, we had a good little talk at the GIE, I believe that was the after party he and I were hanging out. Talking a little bit about his big old space out there and his couple of children's. Anyway. <clears throat> Since everybody's tuning in, let's go ahead and get started. If anybody has any questions pertaining to their lawn this time of year, feel free. Put them in the chat. I will keep up with it the best I can, depending on how quick the chat starts rolling. We'll determine how fast and if or if not I get to your questions. I will do the best I can. We'll see how it goes. Oh, boy, look who's here. Alan Hain is here. Hey cat bird feeder that was unnecessary thank you ma'am i appreciate it absolutely appreciate it but alan hayne you be careful you be careful i'm just kidding <laughs> go get it get all get all sick with it alan hayne we're, we're ready for you man everybody's ready everybody's glad you're here too buddy um okay so toby howard has the first question coming in can bio stems be over applied simple answer yes absolutely what's the what's the limit nobody knows and when i say bio stems i'm using that term to encompass a wide variety of different products i'm not just talking about green county products i'm talking about uh all biostimulants in and of themselves. So things that are going to biologically stimulate the growth of the plant, you know, either through the stimulation of biology or just uh, actually have an effect on the plant. So we look at things like um, kelp, for instance, or if you look at kelp and why kelp works the way it does, it's due to the growth hormones that exist in it. So we take kelp now let's break it down even further so cytokinins uh IVAs, um, gibberellins what, what can those stress the plant yes absolutely um and the reason being is because when it keeps it in that perpetual state of shoot growth um in high temperatures you may be forcing the plant into an unnatural state um for instance, when you apply, this is one of the things I completely forgot. We were talking about it in the professional lawn care applicator group on Facebook. Sorry, homeowners, that's for lawn care pros only. It's screened very aggressively. Yard's done right in the chat. He's uh, he's the man with the plan. So it can, uh, anyway, one of the things that came up was using gibberellic acid. And uh, gibberellic acid, Alone can cause discoloration of turf. Um, in fact, I recommend applying it with iron to help mask some of that quote unquote damage that occurs, that, that phytotoxic look to it. So, can biostems be overdone? Yes, from a growth hormone perspective, absolutely. Then we start looking at like a humic or carbon component. Can that be overdone? Yes, it can. What's the limit? I don't know. Nobody really knows what. The point of diminishing return is but it's extremely high so what can happen with something like a humic acid or a carbon source is that it will actually neutralize either an herbicide or it will begin to suck everything out of the ground around it and uh, limit the amount of release that can take place um and then also it can build like a layer of lipids in the soil that will prevent uh, water percolation. Again, what is that rate? It is extremely high. Your best bet is to always stay at label limit. Um, you know, you'll see me do some experiments where I'm outside of label, I may go double rate for for something like a like a biostim and whenever you see me do that, it's because I'm doing it to a property where I can run the risk. It's a calculated risk that I can run and not have to worry about the results. Either the person has been warned previously, hey, I'm going to do an experiment. The damage is potentially here, or I know I've got like a renovation coming up. Um, there's there's a lot of factors that go into it. So it's always best to stay within the the label limit. If you do choose to exceed the label limit of a biostimulant understand you're doing so at your own risk it's not a giant risk but it is a risk and you have to take that into consideration when you choose to do something anything you do to the lawn in excess is always going to give you some sort of feedback you might get lucky and it causes nothing. You may get unlucky and it may torch something. So just keep it in mind and be willing and be prepared to face the consequences if your experiment fails. It's not even truly a failure. Really, if you use the biosimmon to the point where you kill the lawn, I would consider that a successful experiment because you found the limit. So from there, you can begin adjusting your rate. So anyway, it's a really long explanation to say, yes, you can overdo it. Nobody really knows what that is. Um, Jim Keane, I think I was supposed to email you that. Uh, yes, I can get you that. Um, and I may be able to put it in the chat, actually. Uh, but it was a carbon sequestration perf-verse-freeze. Something along the lines of that. Mm. I don't know if I can do that while I'm doing this here. Uh, I can't find it right now. I had to go through my emails because it was something I was talking to Sean Stockman about, and we were referencing that article. So I will get that for you, Jim Keene. I just can't do it right now during the show. All right all right let me get going up here check this out real quick we got the the first question done i talked for entirely way too long about it um but yes i will get that to you jim King. uh good to see you little baby kenny battling heat to keep my kentucky bluegrass green to rest for besides water what from the biostim pack should i mix in to help in this heat i know rgs and heat should be avoided humic uh you can run humic or Micronutrients is a big thing to keep things primed in the heat. So if it were me, I'd probably be using something like the microgreen. That'd be my my personal preference there. It's a zero zero two. It's got a little potassium kick, potassium, heat stress, water regulation, micronutrients, plant function. They all kind of go together in that in that realm. So that's where I would go. I would go zero zero two microgreen. I'm doing a pH adjustment on my lawn this week with citric acid. Can I put down air 8 and humic 12 on top of that and water it all in at the same time? Gravy Lookout, I would not do all that at the same time. And the re- now you could do humic 12 and citric acid at the same time, but I would not include the air 8 at the same time. The reason being is that air 8 functions at a high pH. So when you start dropping the pH of air 8. Uh, You're going to get a big water release. You're going to neutralize the active component of Air 8. So I would do an application first of your citric acid and your Humic 12, and then maybe a month later, come back and do an Air 8 application. So maybe take it in that arrangement. High heat, high humidity, high alcohol content. What us, the brew that keeps lawn care folks poorly hydrated? (laughs) <laughs> what is the brew that keeps the lawn care folks poorly hydrated? Properly hydrated. Uh yeah, I think you got it all down. Cythoxidin so to control Zorgia in beds. Also, what is a good surfactant with that? Uh, if you're looking to control Zorgia in beds, I would probably go tenacity or pilex. Um And a good surfactant for that is I would probably go ahead and run either a methylated seed oil or a crop oil concentrate, especially if it's in a bed. How far in advance do you round up a lawn before dropping seed during a full lawn renovation? Matt Kosinski, it depends on the time I have. So for instance, if I pick up a job in October, I'm going to seed, spray, aerate, renovate all at the same time. So, you know, Roundup does not affect grass seed. Roundup glyphosate in general has to work, has to be absorbed foliarly in order to have effect. So if you're applying it on top of grass seed, you're not applying it to leaves. Um, therefore it's not affecting the plant. So typically I do it with, uh, you know, if I've got proper timing, maybe I'll do it like four weeks in advance. And then spray it again the day I seed, also, uh, so that way I get two treatments on it. But if I don't have the time, then I'll do all my renovation work on the same day. Uh, any suggested Kim mixes where you include Quicksilver, uh, Phil Cagle, it, it really, when it comes to including Quicksilver, you have to think about what Quicksilver does. It's not just, you know, it's a it's a it's a kicker. So whenever you're looking. It, you either are worried about the time, the time, you know, so for instance, in in my particular case, if I'm going after weeds in a lawn and I know I've really got to impress somebody or I've got to get the weeds out of here really quickly, or I'm running into a situation where I'm going to be overseeding and I need to, to you know, power, power that stuff out of there uh, so I could run like the same day I seed, I could run Quicksilver and Roundup and seed and that's going to give me a really quick burn down um another instance would be you know uh, what's something else that's relatively slower acting uh sedgehammer. you could do sedgehammer and quicksilver and that would accelerate the burn down of your sedges where uh sedgehammer alone is a relatively slow product uh, you know any of your sulfonylureas that are relatively slow you can speed up the visual effect of them through the addition of quicksilver so um really the choice is yours on when to include it um it's just a kicker to improve and speed up the burn down uh when does Bermuda grass start slowing down in growth live in san antonio texas db56 it's all dependent upon daylight as our days begin to get shorter and shorter and what I mean by that is that the number of hours of sunlight in a day, as that begins to drop, you'll notice the growth will begin to slow down. As soil temperatures begin to drop, Which, when you have shorter periods of sunlight, obviously the soil temperature is going to go down as well. You'll also notice a slowdown in growth. So where you're at in San Antonio, Texas, that could be October before you really see that hard slow down and grow uh how should i apply that yogurt and buttermilk to get the moss um uh, with a paintbrush or a paint roller both of those work well um i like the bumblebee brothers from (laughs) yeah thanks telly i appreciate that uh i have killed off most of my bent grass infestation at least i think it's dead should i wait and see if any comes back before reseeding uh yeah, John, definitely, definitely. I don't know what you use to kill off your bent grass. If you went with like tenacity or Pilex, um, I'd say yeah, R- ride it out a little bit uh, before you seed, or maybe make your last application the day you do seed. Uh, but again, it all depends on the herbicide you used. Uh, I just hit some Q four last week. Some of my crabgrass is showing no signs of death. How long before I can hit it with Drive? How long after Drive can I seed? Thanks. Uh, Doug, you can seed, uh, it may be like seven days on drive, but I think actually you can spray drive and seed at the same time. I believe I've done that a lot actually. Um, yes, I have done that because I was spraying Pylex and drive same day and seeding. So, um, you sprayed it last week. If it's been a full seven days and you're not seeing activity on your crabgrass, you probably missed it. Uh, because Q4 has the addition of sulfentrazone, and it. it's also got the triclopyr in it. So it's gonna have some some torchiness on the on the tips. You should be seeing tip burn on pretty much everything. Um if it's been seven days, I would probably give it another seven days before you follow up with another application to drive. Uh Rick Flair, woo, he was the man. All right, finally done with the rains here in Virginia and the hotter humid weather is going to be incoming. So was it a good idea to put down some bear? Yes, it definitely was, Fabian, definitely was. Uh, yeah, it, you should, it, With that's a perfect way, that's exactly how to analyze your weather and time of fungicide application. You just had significant periods of rain. You're looking at the extended forecast. It's going to be hot. You see the humidity is going to be high. That is a breeding ground for disease. Exactly. Get down your preventative disease control. That's a great idea. Uh, how do I keep the stray cats off my lawn? Any advice? John Kane, I do not have any advice on that, man. i I'm sorry. Uh, Mark Maccioni, huge wrestling fan growing up in the 80s. Me too, buddy. Uh, but I wasn't growing up in the 80s. It was the 90s. Uh, let's see here. Looking forward to getting my... Hey me too rva me too i have a question was going to nuke the backyard today told wife a month ago was going to spray she shut it down worried about the kids and the dogs and back with kims their kid dog friendly kims to use uh the lawn stripes if you're worried about it looking terrible for an extended period of time why not spray and seed at the same time um it will i don't know how extensive your renovation was going to be if you're going to be going through a leveling project or something of the sort. I I don't know the details of it, but, um, you know, when you spray and seed at the same time, it's about a two to four week transition and it just doesn't look awful for a long period of time. Truly within about four weeks, starting early enough, you can have a pretty decent yard again. Um, but as far as uh um, kim's kid dog friendly glyphosate is going to be about as high up there as you can get in terms of uh safety and exposure um the other one would be like tenacity tenacity's got a very mild uh, chemistry uh yeah those would be the two i would recommend Uh, What is, let's see, what is your view on how long it will take a variety of seed to completely take over when overseeding? Can you convert a lawn without killing it off? Uh, Thomas Jones, not really, Um, because ultimately you're going to have to wait for senescence to take effect on whatever is your undesirable turf grass and the plant to just die from old age. Uh, So you can keep seeding into it and seeding into it and seeding into it, and it'll be pretty Pretty uniform but how long will it take to completely take over Uh, who knows who knows man it could be five years it could be 50 years um fixing to do oh yep too much humid will tie up everything and create a hydrophobic layer the layer of lipids uh fixing to do a complete renovation in central virginia how often how much should i water turf type tall fescue see Justin Keller, when I'm doing renovations, typically I set irrigations to look like the following. This is not for MP heads. For MP heads, usually I double the length of time that it waters. But um, I typically water four to five minutes per zone four times a day at 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. And I do that in my area in Tennessee to make sure it's going to stay moist. Moist enough through the morning, and then hit it at the hottest part of the day, three o'clock, and then again as it begins to cool off to let it go through the night and hold on to that moisture. So seven, eleven, three, seven for four to five minutes at a time. Uh, can you get the grass so thick that you won't need chemicals for weed control? Fleet Cinema. It depends on your turf type, um, and chances are probably not because there is, you know, you. When you're dealing with nature um nature always finds a way always finds a way that's why even when you're looking at a golf green at augusta national some of the tightest bent grass that you could possibly find they still require chemicals for weed control it's just the nature of it um now you can greatly reduce your chemical inputs needed but as far as going 100%, we control free, uh, very unlikely. I have a Bermuda lawn. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. What pre-emergent pesticide should I lay down in the winter if I plan to not grow ryegrass? Michael Clark, I recommend going with a couple of different chemistries. I'll give you some options here. You can put down prodiamine, which does okay. You can put down dimension, which does okay. Uh, typically, when I'm dealing with Bermuda, I like to use Simazine in conjunction with Prodiamine. I feel like that gives me my best bet. Um, If you're a homeowner, you may or may not be able to get your hands on Atrazine. You can use something like Atrazine in December or January after it's gone completely, completely dormant. Um, But for the most part, I like to run Prodiamine, Simazine together uh, mid-September, something like that, and maybe like 0.75 pounds of AI on the Bermuda grass of your Prodiamine. Uh, that's per acre too. 0. 0.75 pounds of AI per acre. Uh, I have all of John's product. Can you tell me when each should be applied? Which month each product should go down. I have RGS, humic 12, air eight, detached, microgreen. Uh, it doesn't really matter, Paul. Uh, you know, you you, you want to so RGS spring and fall, um, air eight, uh, air eight, humic twelve, microgreen. Um, you can you can really put that down at your leisure, uh, and then dethatch. So dethatch you want to apply when it's hot outside, so eighty plus. RGS you want to apply eighty five and less, and then humid twelve air eight microgreen you can sprinkle in in the meantime. Uh, typically, you know, like what I did this year was I did RGS air eight dethatch. And that was leading into the hottest part of the year where I played, I actually sprayed dethatch mid-May. So um, that's how I run it. Um, I've been playing mostly with microgreens since then. So uh, you could totally do that. You could go RGS, Air 8, dethatch, and then Humic 12 and microgreen. Uh You could alternate those two uh, as, as you get into the heat of summer. Uh, getting close to premium time here in Knox. That's right, John Teague. We are. We are probably four weeks away, maybe three and a half weeks away. Uh, but I've got a feeling we're going to have a hot, dry September. Just guessing though. Anything but spectricide weed and grass killer. Uh, I take long risk with a lead foot. That's right. Go get him, Connor. Uh, anyone loving Connor? <laughs> I loved Connor kicking the side of the truck. If anybody saw that in the video. Counters, man. Anybody can get his leg up that high. Is doing it right. That is for sure. All right. Let me let me get back up here in the chat uh, because it skipped down to the bottom. Whoa! I am way behind. Way behind. Let's see. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, is the yeast and bacteria also feeding on the chemical spill? Because his lawn looked amazing after four weeks. What's the deal here? Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh let's see, Connor did a pretty nice twist flip. <laughs> Looking for some turf type called fescue seed and the transitions on need disease and drought resistant. Looked at Hogan and Pony Butts. Any other recommendations? Uh Thomas Gideon, in. Uh, you know, I mostly Mountain View seeds is. is what I'm going to be going with. So just got my tag in the other day and I'm going to be, I'll tell you exactly what's going down. It is going to be Avenger 2 We'll be the first one, uh, somewhere. I've got this text. I've got Avenger two spider ls lateral spread and dynamite ls tall fescue um so those are the three i'm going to be using um again that comes from mountain view seeds it depends on which distributor you use where you get it uh but that's what i would recommend is mountain view because that's what i typically have experience with uh for everybody vertica I took the loan 58 five eight and Santa my my bermudia is about 80 percent now look great that's right Woo, whoa whoa your real mower quit. That is no fun, sir. No fun. Spectacle burst prodiamine, pros and cons. Spectacle I like in the fall because it is so effective against Poa annua. Um, the cost would be the big pros and cons. Spectacle is also a very intense root pruner. Uh, that's why also I like to apply it in the fall to give it a chance to run out its residual before you apply your prodiamine in the spring. hope that helps. Um, i have moss growing at the roof of my grass at the root of my grass slash weed lawn beyond a good amount of lime and he suggests a very shady three acres all fescue is not saying strong creeping red fescue um if you're dealing with moss uh it doesn't necessarily mean you have a low ph Uh, if you're dealing with moss typically that means you have shade so if you want to rectify your moss typically you want to rectify your trees i recommend a chainsaw in that regard. Uh, and I hate to tell people that, but in all honesty, that is truly your option. Um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> Steve, Steve Willie got jokes. Uh hey Matt, at what point would you recommend that I verticut? Scout my yard for the first time a week ago. I was nervous, but it's lush and green again. Uh, Colonel Corn, when it's vigor, vigorously growing, that's when you want to verticut. Uh, so, as long as you still have very strong growth, go ahead and uh, get your verticut on. Go to the blue rag, use easy wet wetting agent as well as green canopy during this heat drought. They look fantastic right now. That's good to hear, Paul Bill. Uh, is Bahia grass controllable? And what herbicide would you use on a turf type tall fescue lawn? Uh, Thomas, I don't know about Bahia grass in turf type tall fescue uh I would check the labels for Tenacity and Pilex. I can't say really anything about that, though. I've never had to deal with that issue. So, to be honest, I've never researched it or played with it. But typically, we control Bahia grass with metsylfuron methyl. But metsylfuron methyl would be extremely hard, if not killer, to a turf type tall fescue lawn. So, keep that in mind if you do want to go that route do so with a giant you have a high chance of killing the yard oh look at right here Pylex are a claim extra ah, always forget about a claim a claim is a great herbicide for turf type tall fescue let's see here uh what would be the best way to prepare a lawn for overseeding in a transition zone like phoenix where would a homeowner buy the best possible rye seed i have access to ewing site one uh caesar both of those are going to have good rye grasses um, so pick your flavor, understand that typically price correlates with quality, even at Ewing and site one, expect to pay somewhere around hundred bucks for a 50 pound bag. That's just the nature of it. Uh, ryegrass is good printing. Of ryegrass is a very expensive seed. So, um, I would get it from there. And as far as preparing, typically what I do is just broadcast and water. I don't get anything fancy with it. If you do want to get fancy with it, you can take like a rake, rake it in. Uh, You just let it dangle behind your mower and just, you know, kind of work the seat in that way. Or you can use like a um, baseball fields. You'll see where they drag the infield and uh, you can go that route as well. Either or they both work. But typically I just broadcast and uh, it all comes in fine, comes in great. Rob Hawkins, since all the weather folks seem to be way off their game this year, and I know you have no crystal ball, make a calculated guess when to renovate and oversee this fall. Turf type tall fescue transition zone. Uh, Rob Hawkins, I'm going to say last week of August through second week of October, maybe even Halloween will be uh, a good safe bet anywhere in that window. Anyone having issues with the glyphosate turning gel like in his prayer? Wow, I do not have that issue nor have I ever had that issue I wonder what that could be I don't know and there's nothing else in the sprayer just water and glyphosate or do you have any other issue uh, any other products in there with it oh it sits there for months that's probably what it is um it's just sitting, sitting there for too long uh let's see anyone want to help me make this schedule <laughs> was that Pete Okay. I can't Bermuda without scouting. I can't, but do I just raise the height to stop scouting knowing because I want to mow low feels as though I can't, uh, yes, HD movie source. That's what you would have to do if you, if, if you've really got a couple of different options, you can level your yard, you can experiment with different mowing decks, you know, you got a floating deck versus a fixed deck, um, or change to a real mower. So level, real mower, different uh, uh, deck on a rotary mower, or continue to raise your height of cut until it stops scalping. That's really about all you got. Um, I hear when dealing with tree roots that cause turf to dry out, you can top dress to build the soil layer up. If I, attempt, if I attempt this fall, what should I dress with and how much? Can I do more than a half inch? uh little baby kenny to build uh tree roots i guess you're talking about tree roots that make their way to the surface um yeah you could top dress over them is it really going to fix it no but it may mask the effects for maybe a season um you want to top dress with something that has organic material in it um how much i don't know um can you do more than a half inch? If you, it depends on your your grass type. Um, if you're doing it uh, this fall, I, I, I assume you're dealing with cool season grass. If that's the case, um, yeah, you definitely don't want to go more than a half inch at all. Like, definitely not more than a half inch. Uh, twice a month, I'm time it does not appear to be a factor. Goose grass, motor around one and a half. Uh, wow. Uh, Crutch, if you're using MSMA and it is not touching the Dallas or Goosegrass, um, you are applying it wrong. Um, there's just no way around it. Or that is that's bad MSMA you got. Um I'm not sure where you got it. I don't know how old it is, but uh one and a half ounces of MSMA would make it appear to be pretty decently torched. Uh so something's wrong there. And Either it's 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 a bad chemical or uh misapplication. Because one and a half will get it. Uh besides, we shouldn't be applying them SMA anyway. Uh I have thirty-three percent Poetriv infesting two thousand square feet of no mixed lawn. I hit it with tenacity to show me where it was exactly two days ago. No whitening yet. once I've ID'd the locations, had a kill. Roundup and fire. Yes, Kevin. Uh more roundup, less fire. Uh, lots and lots of of Roundup. I mean, nuke it, kill it dead. Make sure it's dead. Uh, see, you know, <laughs> is overseeing necessary every year for turf-type tall fescue? My turf is pretty much at 100% coverage. Uh, Eli, is it necessary? No. Um, you can let it, you can skip a year. Um, in the transition zone, it's pretty much always necessary. Um, I don't know where you are, but if you're if you're at 100%, then no, you probably don't need to worry about it. You can skip a year. Uh, but the problem typically I run into is that you start the year at 100%, and then by the end of the year, you're at like 90%. So always have to keep it at 100%, at least from a professional perspective, uh, because that's our that's our bread and butter. Uh, I just started getting into lawn care this year. Did not apply pre-emergent in the spring. Dealt with a lot of weeds. Should I start a pre m early this fall or just wait till next early spring? Uh, if you're dealing with Bermuda grass, I would start this fall with a pre-emergent. I believe you were, DB56. Uh, I think that was the case. Uh, CCI turf services. Do you find out how to kill the raping monkey grass for good before seeding? Um, uh, triclopyr works really well on monkey grass. Uh, I'd love to uh, do a few <laughs> spare room. Amazing what a little rain will do. My lawn is struggling, and Mother Nature came in and turned it all around. That's how it goes. How are you going to see with Air 8 only? How do you get seed soil contact? Matt Drag, um, I am not going to be seeding with Air 8 only. I will be doing my typical um, aeration and overseeding. Um, that's how you know all of mine are priced, and that's what I've comfortable with. That's what I know. Um, so that's, that's what I'll be doing. I'm afraid the pushback I would get from just a pure customer standpoint of not aerating and overseeing that I would, uh, that would, I don't know. I just don't want to take that on yet. Uh, but yes, that was exactly what you would do. Just mat drag it or run one of those. Um, uh, it's not a, not a plugger, but it's like the slice seeder attachment, uh, the slit seeder attachment for the Z-plug. Um, and, you know, it just, it it creates a, a little divot. It's almost like a disc. It's almost like disking in the seed. That, that's how you would do that. Uh, let's see here. What type of turf do you have? Where? Oh, there we go. Uh, Crutches. Everybody's helping crutch now. Uh, Chris, what is wrong with your stream? Barry Cavanaugh used pre-emergence to control crabgrass. Last app was Dimension. After the heavy rains and high humid weather lately, I have crabgrass growing now. What's the best way to eradicate this vile weed? Barry Cavanaugh. It depends on your turf type, but a good, safe place to start. Assuming you're dealing with Bermuda grass, Zoysia grass, fescue, perennial ryegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, would be quinclorac. Quinclorac plus a methylated seed oil or a crop oil concentrate. That would be a good starting point. But I don't know what kind of turf type you have, Barry Kavanaugh. It could influence and change accordingly. Uh Pilex also works extremely well. Acclaim works extremely well. All of those work really well on crap. Caroline's been hit by Mega Rain lately. Woo! Nine and a half inches in a week during the summer. That's brutal. Corporate HQ. Do I need to get the batteries for well? Cheap ortho give me the same results for the biostems. Uh, really, man, it's it's entirely up to you. Um it's it all comes down to preference and it depends on if you want to apply low volume or you want to apply high volume. High volume would be the ortho. Um I I feel more comfortable with the battery sprayer because I feel like I have more control over my rate, uh, application speed, all of that can be directly influenced. I can change out my nozzles even. You can't do that with the ortho, so I feel like the ortho is a good place to start for homeowners that want to do Liquid.